This episode of Sound Detectives is presented by Half Price Books. In fact, that's exactly where I am right now. Today, I'm on a mission to find myself a new book to read. And one of my favorite things to do is to come home, sit in my coziest chair, open up my brand new book, and be transported. Okay, let's see. Here's Westerns, Fantasy, Mystery... Ooh, this looks like it could be the one. At Half Price Books, there are so many different stories to choose from. There's an endless world to explore within the store itself, from music to movies, comics, games, even toys, and of course, books, because a good book can take you anywhere you want to go. Thanks to Half Price Books, I finally found the right story. Stay tuned. Can't hear a cheer. His sings are missing. This calls for a certain team to solve this mystery. Sound detectives. Hunch knows the ropes got it start on the street. Sound detectives. I'm Audie the ear here with heart and feet. Sound detectives. A detective duet who are ready to get the world back on track. The world back in soundtrack. The bar is counting on us too to return every splash, every crash and doodle do. Every splat, every zap, every chomp, every chew. Every ring, every ding, every mew, every pew. What's that sound? Detectives. It's been two weeks since sounds started going missing from every corner of the globe. I've seen a lot of things in my years as a detective, but nothing could have prepared me for this. An inventor named LeVar calls me up out of the blue, sends me a box filled with missing sounds, and sends me on my way. That was a strange day, and things have been strange ever since. Maybe the strangest thing is Audie, this walking, talking human ear that was sent to help me. I've never had a sidekick never needed one. I don't ask for directions even when I'm lost for hours at a time, but this is no ordinary case. And I guess you could say, I don't mind the help. We've returned a bunch of sounds already. The endless barking of Yorkshire Terriers. The whoosh, whoosh, whooshes of a washing machine. The bang of fireworks. That one really got the dogs barking. But the thing that still bothers me is why? Why would the sound swindler steal sound? Hunch? Oh! Um, you're... Gee whiz! You're, uh, you're talking to yourself again. Oh, how much of that did you hear, Audie? All of it, most of it, all of it. So darn quiet for once. You're never quiet. Sorry. Anyway, it's time you learned. All great detectives talk to themselves. Oh, really? Yeah, of course. You know, it's, it's called a monologue. I learned it from someone I admire very much, Detective Solval. Hmm. Uh, he was my mentor, Detective Solval. Uh-huh. Hmm. He was the most incredible detective. Uh, one time he... Um, um, Hunch, um, I-, I think maybe you might have to tell me about him a- another time. L- look at the news! 
New developments today in the missing sound situation. The president has declared an emergency meeting with leaders of countries around the world. And the two questions on everyone's minds are, who is the sound swindler and when will they be stopped? Do you hear that hunch? I think maybe we should get started. An eager beaver. <laughs> or in this case, an eager ear canal. Perfectly done, sir. Thank you. There's still so much for me to teach you about detective work, but fine, 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 fine. Let's see what your boss, LeVar Burton, has to say. New message from LeVar Burton. Hello, Detective Hunch. Hello, Audie. Congratulations on a job well done thus far, but we are only getting started. While you were working the beat restoring the joyful jingle of ice cream trucks, I managed to rustle up another missing sound. I can think of no better team to tackle the job. You, a world-renowned private eye, and Audie, my beloved brainchild. Oh, did I fail to mention that before? Yes, Audie is my invention, and one of the more successful ones at that. I'm not just a savvy business mind. Mind you, from time to time, I excel in experiments. Tinker in trinkets. I've got a general knack for making things. Audie will be the tour guide and mascot of the Museum of Sound when it opens. But, in the meantime, what better way to give you a leg up on the competition than giving you a literal ear? I mean... I would have given you an actual leg up, but my leg invention needed more work. Needed? Get it? <clears throat> I also see you've managed to restore the sound of crickets. Anyway, better get going on this next sound, detective. The invites for the grand opening of my museum of sound are being mailed this afternoon. Tick-tock, hunch. Tick-tock. Audie, you know what to do. What's this about LeVar inventing you? Oh, yeah. He's... Yeah. You're his brainchild. Yeah. Huh. A child from his brain. Wow. That's like what people refer to inventions or creations. Like, oh, I thought of it in my brain, and then I created it. Hmm? Huh. I was created for sounds, to love them, to listen to them, to treasure them, to explain them, to visitors at the Museum of Sound. Oh. Oh, I really hope we solve this mystery so I can go be the tour guide and the mascot. I'm going to be on merch, detective. Oh, Audie, I've got a little bit of merch myself. Do you? Take a look at this mug. World's greatest detective. But this says Detective Solve All on it. That's beside the point. Look, we're all born for different things. Maybe you were born to be a mascot, but I was born to solve cases. Which reminds me, I haven't read you Detective Solve All's handbook for young detectives. Oh, um, I mean, if if you're gonna stick around, not not saying that you're gonna, but right. if you're gonna stick around, there's there's some rules that you need to know about. And with all due respect, Hunch, I would absolutely love to learn your methods. I mean, you're the expert here. Well, but I still think we should get started, maybe by listening to the sound. Here, Lavar stuffed it in this bottle. Go ahead. Okay, uncorking. Oh, great. Hmm. Uh huh. Uh, Go ahead. This one's a little tricky, Audie. Oh, is it? Yeah. You know what we need? Huh. To consult Detective Solval's Handbook for Young Detectives. Do we? Um, I sort of feel like maybe 
I have a good idea what this sound is. No, 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 Adi. It's way too early to draw a big conclusion like that. Oh, I, I certainly don't want to step on your toes. You are the expert. But it sort of feels like if we just took a couple more seconds, we might <laughs> arrive at that sweet, sweet answer. A couple more seconds, Adi. There's a way these things are done. Huh. See, drawing a conclusion doesn't happen until step 38. Wow, wow, Hunch. How many steps are there? Nobody knows. He disappeared before he could finish. Oh, oh. there's another step after that step? That's a lot of steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely more than 50, but less than 30,328. Okay. And step one is what? Investigating. Exactly. Uh huh. So, what we need to do is think of a memory we have of when we heard that sound. Mm, kind of a zooming, isn't it? Well, more of a buzzing. No, no, it's definitely more of a zooming. Sure. The zoom zoom of a bunch of small... Cars. Oh, what? Oh, cars. The zoom zoom of cars. Huh. Hmm, and where could we find the zoom zoom of cars? In a hive. In our memories. Oh. And I remember (gasps) the Daytona 500. I used to love to watch the cars zoom past, Donnie. I used to name each one. Yeah, there was Mrs. Motor Oil and Mr. Turbo and, of course, Roddy Radiator. They sound nice. And then I'd I'd create little stories and mysteries for each of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, it turns out Mrs. Motor Oil had been embezzling from Mr. Turbo's company for years. Well, that took a turn. Yeah, and, and through a series of investigations, Roddy Radiator uncovered the theft. Oh, good job. Ooh, and Mrs. Motor Oil was in a load of trouble. I bet. But it turns out, despite what I initially thought, that another car's fingerprints were on the mystery the whole time. Uh-huh. I'm having a hard time remembering why this story matters, but I am deeply enthralled. See, Adi, I was basically born to be a detective. I guess so, if you're solving mysteries between cars. I didn't find out later that, within Detective Solval's handbook for young detectives, uh-huh. that there's a guideline for creating mysteries where none exist to keep your mind sharp for when a real mystery happens. Oh, I see. Yep, guideline 7A. Yeah. Develop fake mysteries to practice your skills. Wow, Adi, you've been studying. I'm just reading over your shoulder. Oh. Anyway, the Daytona 500 is a fascinating place to be, and it's the perfect place to investigate the zoom-zooming of the mystery sound. Oh, you're going to love it, Adi. I used to go with my father all the time, and I've got you a little plane ticket. We're not going in our imagination? No, we're going on a real plane. Ooh. They've got a special seat just for ears. Okay, perfect. Well, you convinced me, even though I definitely already know the answer. Okay. Uh, What was that? Nothing. Okay. A bus to a plane to a bus to a track. Ha <laughs> ha. It's a big day for modes of transportation. Sure is. Do you hear that? Oh. You hear that distant kind of zoom zoom sound? I gotta say, that is a pretty similar sound. That little zoom zoom, that whir whir, it's pretty similar, detective. This is great. We're on step three already. Reaffirm your predictions. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good idea. But, Detective, I, I hate to point out, if this were the missing sound, wouldn't it be silent? I think the fact that we can hear it means this isn't the sound. 
Adi, 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 you're going off in a million different directions. Let's stay well, just, focused here. I'm pretty focused. Oh, we don't need to talk about what makes sense or meaning. No, Adi, we need to stay focused on the steps of the handbook okay. and the procedures. We've, I've been doing this for a long time, Adi. You're right, you're right. And I used to come to this racetrack all the time when I was a kid. This sound is burned into my memory, and that's exactly what it is. Let's get a little closer, huh? Okay, we can get a little closer. Wow. Hey, put an earplug in. Okay. Make sure you don't hurt yourself. Thank you. Oh, yeah, as we get closer, it gets a lot louder. Yeah. Kind of some big zooms. Big zooms, just like the sound we heard, but much bigger, Audie. Right, I would say like the sound, but also not. But in many ways, almost exactly, right? And again, if this sound were missing, it would be silent, Detective. But we can hear it. We can really hear it. It's really loud. Okay, Audie. Maybe for now we just enjoy ourselves a little bit? Listen, Hunch, anytime I'm with you, I'm having a great time. I I think maybe we should skip to this step 17, compare and contrast. Maybe we should listen to the original missing sound again? But before we do that, I really think it's important that we catalog all the sounds that are happening. Okay. Hmm. Here we've we've got a man selling hot dogs. You hear him yell, hot dogs, hot Uh dogs. We've got someone else selling cotton candy. Cotton candy, cotton candy. We've got some people in RVs in the middle. And they're yelling, look at that car. Check. Ooh, we've got the pit crew. And they're, they're drilling on those wheels and popping them on and off. This is a great catalog of sounds that are currently not missing. Mm. So maybe now we could compare all the sounds we just heard and contrast it with the sound that's missing. C- could I just do one quick little uncork? Absolutely. Okay, uncork. Yep, that's it. I don't know, Detective. I feel like there might be another place we could go to get to the source of that sound. There's something I'm thinking of. What could it be? Hmm. You're telling me you don't think this is teeny tiny cars? I don't think it's teeny tiny cars. I do think it might be something else teeny tiny that's working together towards a common purpose of creating honey and protecting a queen, I might say. What? Fine. Yeah? Let's go back to the office then and let's think this out. Oh, okay, detective. We'll be right back. Welcome back to our adventure with Half Price Books. Let's see where this one takes us. Ooh. It's freezing here. I should have packed my down jacket and a hat. Ooh. Wow, this wind is ripping right through my sweater. Oh, oh. <laughs> Lots of slippery, icy rocks here in the snow. Wow. You know, it, it seems treacherous and harsh, but there are signs of life if you know where to look. Or listen. Hear that? It sounds like the kind of bird you might find by the ocean, but we're not near the water. Are we? Oh, and what's that padding towards me in the snow? It could be a rabbit, or a fox, or maybe a bear. Oh my, the snow is really starting to come down now, and I can't make out exactly what that is down there. Maybe I'd better jump out of the story here. At Half Price Books, stories can take you anywhere you want to go. Now, let's get back to our story.
maintain comfort, please remain seated with your seatbelt fastened until the captain turns off the fastened seatbelt sign. Hmm. Well, at least we get to go on this cool airplane again. Ow, though. Ow. What? Ow, though. Are you hurties? Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Oh, no. Oh, no. This happened on the flight out, but now it's much, much worse. I'm all clogged up. <gasps> ouch, ouch. Oh, gosh. This is terrible. Oh, no. Keep it what down, do I Audie. do? I know what I'll do. Waxing on ears, waxing on ears. Now that I'm here, I'm waxing on ears. Here we go. I know what's happening. I've got airplane ear. Even though it can be scary and confusing, it is totally normal. It feels like I'm underwater. It's hard to hear, and it just plain hurts. You remember how I told you there's an outer, a middle, and an inner ear? Yes. Well, in the middle ear, there's these little pockets of air, and that air can get pressurized. That's what I'm feeling, pressurized. It happens when you change altitude quickly. Like if you were going from a low to high place, say, driving up a steep mountain road, or going in an airplane. You got it. Your ears just don't have enough time to adjust. All about these things called eustachian tubes. Eustachian tubes? What are those? They're these little tubes, almost like a straw, which start in the middle ear and ends up in your nose and the back of your throat. They help to equalize the air pressure in your middle ear to the pressure on the outside of your body. When those pressures are the same, you don't feel pressurized. Oh. Ouch. Ouch, but Whoa. currently I'm pressurized. Ouch, ouch. Audie, that happens to me all the time. Does it? I just never knew there was a science behind it. Oh, sure. I never had a word for it. I thought I just had a problem, specifically. Your station tubes blocked an airplane ear. But look, I've got a bunch of solutions if you want to try any. Sure, thanks, Hunch. First and foremost, you got to drink lots of water or juice. The swallowing can help release the pressure. Okay, oh, but you just finished your whole bottle oh, of water. Oh, I was so thirsty. We were in Florida, for goodness sake. You got to hydrate. Uh, uh, but wait, I might have something else in here. Um, uh, what about gum? You could chew gum uh -huh. or hard candy. Uh-huh. Oh, rats. I had my last butterscotch already. Oh, um, okay. Hurry, please. Well, uh, if you don't have any gum or hard candy available, you can also yawn. Oh, so open that mouth real wide. Pretend you're sleepy. Oh, phew. Oh. My ear, myself, me, I popped. Thank goodness. This feels so much better. Wow, when you pop, it's like a whole new world. Mm. Sounds sound so beautiful. And now I'm getting a little sleepy, Audie. Oh, well, I'll take a quick little nap before we land and go back to the office. Ah. <sighs> Okay, we made it all the way back to the office, Audie. Now we got to go all the way back to square one and restart. Okay. Because you weren't happy with the conclusions I came to in step 38. Listen, Hunch, I know that you're disappointed that we had to come all the way back from the Daytona 500, and it feels like maybe we're back at square one, like you said. But I really think that I could be an asset to you right now. You know, you know, I've been studying really hard to prepare for my job as mascot and lead docent at the Museum of Sound. All I did all day was study sounds so that I could walk our future patrons through the hallways and explain which sounds gurgle and which sounds bubble, which sounds slosh and which sounds splash. 
I would spend hours and hours categorizing sounds, hearing sound levels, writing in my little diary of sounds, which I keep here. You see? Oh, it's a book. Just like Detective Solval's Handbook for Young Detectives. That's right. Just like Detective Solval's book, it's full of valuable information about how to categorize sounds, how to compare them, how to describe them. That was one of the visions for the Museum of Sound, is to help people really value and dissect every sound that makes up our world. And it's going to be my job to do it, Hunch, so I've done a lot of preparation. You ever take long walks? Oh, all the time, Adi. Do you ever take long walks where you're just constantly listening to thousands of sounds in a library on a loop? No, never, never, Adi. Well, that's what I did. That's what I spent all my free time doing. Studying, listening, listening, studying, studying, and listening. And I just hope that it's all for that beautiful ground opening when we can finally open our doors and say, Welcome to the Museum of Sound. May I help you find your first sound bite. So, Hunch, please let me help you. I got a lot of knowledge on my side. I know you have experience, but I'm a wealth of information. Let's listen to this sound one more time. Hey, see, you hear that little buzz of the light bulb there? Is the light bulb out again? Oh, wow, yeah, it is. Oh, that can be sort of annoying. I can't stand that sound. Oh, that buzzing sound? More of a whirzing. That buzz, buzz, buzzing sound? What could it be similar to? Oh, gosh. Oh, look, there's a little fly trapped in here. Oh. Oh, maybe that's the sound. Do you think it's a fly, Audie? Uh, no. I think that it's similar to a fly, but... It was sort of a bigger sound, more like a bunch of them. Oh, like a herd of flies. Audie, that's it. The sound was a herd of flies. A herd of flies? I never heard of that. Oh, horse horse flies travel in herds, Come Audie. Come on, they're... Hunch. You're right there. I don't know, Audie. I, I can't think of what it could possibly be. It's bees. Yes, it could, what it could be. Huh? It could be. What huh? could it be? It's bees, Hunch. It's the sound of buzzing bees. Okay, I... I, I don't know that that's true, I'm Adi. sorry. I... It's just that's what it is. I know it's good to go through the process, but sometimes you can get to the answer a little quicker, Hunch. Listen, let's go back to the sound one more time. Okay. I don't know, Adi. I've been doing this for a very long time. I know. And that's how you, after lots of investigating and years of experience, will come to the same conclusion as me that this is... It's bees. It's bees. It's bees. It's bees. It's bees. <sighs> There's that swoosh. Beverly Beekman coming to you live with a special report on the missing sound situation. The buzz of bees is back, and I'm here with someone affected by that missing sound, Samantha Fox, beekeeper and owner of Mother's Finest Urban Farm in North Carolina. She's going to tell us why the bees and their buzz are so crucial to us humans. Samantha, How are you feeling right about now? Oh, my God. I can't believe that one minute of my life existed without the beautiful energy that bees bring all around me. The flowers, the buzzing, it's all such a beautiful thing that I can't live without. 
So when that buzzing went missing, you must have been really worried. You know, if you don't hear any sound in there, you have a problem, basically. I'll go over and take my ear and I'll just listen and I hear that kind of like humming noise. And I, I, once I know that, I say, hey, you know what? Everybody's occupying their little bee house today. This is a good day. The sun is shining. I'm happy about this. <laughs> Samantha, you're a farmer. I know that honeybees pollinate lots of fruits and vegetables. So just how important are bees when it comes to farming and the food we eat? One in five bites of food is thanks to bees. Whoa! So no bees, no food. You could just think about some of the crops completely rely on bees for their production. And that's most plant strawberries and fruits and vegetables and corn. And every little seed that's on a strawberry, do you know that's actually pollinated by a bee? All of those little seeds. Really? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about what the bees are up to every day. Because when it's warm, we see them flying around collecting pollen. But, you know, we don't see much of them in the winter. Where do they go? So if it's 55 degrees and lower, that would be a time that they would be consistently inside of the beehive. And during that time, they would be in a cluster, a ball, and make heat inside of the hive. That's their main job at that time is working inside to keep the queen warm. Oh, so we don't see them because they're keeping that queen bee toasty and warm. But do they stay inside all winter long? So on a day like it's wintertime, and even if it's one day a week, they would go to the bathroom because they don't use the restroom inside of the hive. (laughs) So that day they're rushing out the entrance to go to the bathroom and they're like, oh my God, it's been... 40 degrees for three weeks and I don't know how they do it but somehow they pull this magical trick you cannot tell me they're not from another universe because what woman do you know because they're mainly women bees inside of this hive that can go hold it and not go to the bathroom that long it's a superpower for sure I never knew bees could hold it for so long what else do you think folks should know about bees I would just like people to know that everybody should have a space in beekeeping, no matter young, old, no matter what background you come from. Everybody belongs in nature. Go on a walk and be free and just get in touch with hearing the buzzing of the bees, listening to the trees, listening to um, nature calling you in whatever direction that might be. Thanks, Samantha. This has been a special report for Major News. message from LeVar Burton. Bravo! Bravo! Well done, team! I never doubted you for a second. Well, perhaps for a second. Maybe two. Audie, you may be a left ear, but you're certainly the right one for the job. Now that the sound of bees has been restored, my museum of sound is sure to create a buzz. Go get some rest, detective. I'll call you in the morning with more sounds for you to identify and return. Sound good to you? Sounds great to me. Audie, I'm sorry I didn't listen to you. Well, you were listening to me. You just didn't really hear me. But it's okay. Yeah, it's just I've been working alone for such a long time, Audie. I understand. All by myself. Not a friend in sight, really. Oh, wow. Yeah. I do think we should unpack that. 
I appreciate your apology, but don't sweat it. We're a new team. There's still plenty of things to figure out. Like, I bet you got loads of questions about me. Well, yeah, I am a little confused about you and your whole deal and how you were invented and mm-hmm. created, because that seems kind of scientifically important. But honestly, if your boss made you to help with the museum, how old would you say that makes you? Um, I think I'm about three weeks old, but I don't feel a day over a week. Three weeks old and you're already solving cases? <laughs> Just when you think you've seen it all. Well, we better get a good night's sleep before the boss calls us again in the morning. Another sound, another day. Another day, another slice of toast. You said it. Hey, don't forget, this case isn't cracked. There are more sound mysteries to solve, so stick around after the credits to hone your detective skills. Sound Detectives features the voices of Jessica McKenna, Vinny Thomas, and yours truly, LeVar Burton. This episode also features Samantha Fox Winship of Mother's Finest Urban Farm, with an appearance by Roman Mars. Our newscaster is voiced by Julia Smith. Special thanks to Jamie Guos and Dick Barnes of Long Beach Beekeepers for their help with today's sounds. This episode was written by Julia Smith, Joanna Sokolowski, and Isabel Redmond-Dolce, and produced by Julia Smith and Joanna Sokolowski. Additional dialogue is by Jess McKenna and Vinnie Thomas. Our story editing is by Josephine Martirana and John Delore, with additional story editing by Matt Powers. Our sound design, engineering, mixing, and additional original music is by Brendan Burns. With additional sound design by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our managing producer is Tamika Weatherspoon, and our associate producer is Talon Stradley. Original theme music by Adam Dybert and Jessica McKenna. And our artwork is by Aaron Nestor. Sound Detectives was created by Julia Smith and Joanna Sokolowski. Our executive producers are Josephine Martirana for Stitcher, LeVar Burton, Isabel Redmond-Dolce, and Sangeeta Patel for LeVar Burton Entertainment, and Julia Smith and Joanna Sokolowski. Hey there! Thanks to you and the Solve All Squad, we figured out the mystery sound from the last episode. Let's take one more listen, shall we? The pop of a jam jar lid. I bet Hunch and Audie will be very happy to have this sound back when they make their morning toast. And you know what? The fruit for their jam would not be possible if it weren't for the bees pollinating it. I wonder if our next mystery sound can give us a clue about one of our upcoming cases. Let's hear it. Hmm. Let's hear that one more time, shall we? Ooh, that sounded a little unpleasant, kind of squeaky. Maybe it's a tool? Pressing? Or rolling? What would you roll out? Well, I'm stumped, but I bet you probably know what it is. Need some help? Visit SoundDetectivesPodcast.com for a peek at Detective Solvall's handbook. We'll reveal the answer next episode, along with a brand new sound for you to solve. Sound good to you? Sounds great to me. This episode of Sound Detectives was presented by 
half-price books. Stories spark our imagination. Let us explore new ideas and travel to new places, like the snowy tundra of Alaska, or maybe even the North Pole. Half-Price Books understands the importance of helping kids discover their love of reading from an early age, with stories and adventures that take kids to places they've never been before. Learn more and find your local Half-Price Books at hpb.com. And thank you to Half-Price Books for sponsoring this episode of Sound Detectives. Stitcher. Stitcher. 